0: This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains.
1: Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly.
0: Like how jellos not vegan, is it now or now or, or oh, vegetarian? They no,
1: they because they still use. Oh, they still use the byproducts. Yeah. yeah, I think they have gross. to for gelatin. Unless yeah. you get there is like vegan gelatin, but that's not actually gelatin. Like mm-hmm. the ingredients are completely different. It has um,
0: oh.
1: not xanthemum gum, but something like that in it. Like it has something completely different yeah. basically in it. Huh. I to did keep not it. know that. I thought yeah. they transitioned. I don't think so. No. Maybe. Maybe I'm missing something, but mm-hmm. I just remember watching an Alton Brown show about it. Yeah. But, you know, that show came out 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, a long time ago. So, good Eats. That's what they mm-hmm. would put on when there was a substitute teacher in Home act. I love Good Eats.
1: <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people think it's boring. And you know what? It is, but it's taught Listen. me everything I know about baking.
0: Alton Brown was boring until he started being the sadistic man we love now. (laughs) No, he was cool. Even that show, you know
1: why I like him? Because he's a little bit mean. He's a little bit sweet. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit weird. A little bit spicy. So when you're watching him talk about food, you're like, he's trying to be funny, but he knows that he's not. Uh huh. It's like a lot of dad humor. Yeah,
0: it really is. But also
1: then sometimes to like kick it up. To a notch of uh-huh. like, oh, now he's kind of mean. Like, he's yeah. kind of mad at you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That you don't know. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. You don't know how to make your own pasta? Here, I'll show you how.
0: Yeah, it's a weird uh, combination. He's like yeah. those uh, sour and sweet gummy... This, yeah, this. and then he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make
1: zucchini pasta, and it's gonna be an impasta. Yeah. Like, he and should Just like, oh, throw uh, shit like that out there. There's where a lot like, going on. Yeah. And he's got weird hair. What's some... the
0: show where he's mean to all the chefs?
1: Oh, it's... um. I love that show. Not Nightmare Kitchen. It's, um... it's Yeah, it's not Nightmare Kitchen. It's, uh... Cutthroat Kitchen.
0: Cutthroat Kitchen, Yeah. Yes. He also
1: hosts a show called Cooks or Con. That's what the does best that mean?
0: It's for...
1: Oh, my God. It's,
0: Is it prisoners no. cooking? It's oh.
1: basically, um... Fuck, what's that called where you get the basket?
0: Guys, grocery games? No. <laughs> no. That's all I'm thinking of. I don't know why. Um,
1: so, it's four contestants, and they uh-huh. all get a basket, and they have to create a meal from it. Uh-huh. And there's three rounds. Okay. Two of them are professional chefs. Two of them are not. They're they're cons because they're not.
0: Oh, see, I thought that was convict. No, but no, they're conning. So if a con
1: wins, they win more money than if a chef wins. Yeah. But I love it because it'll be like, you'll see a chef and they'll lift all. Like I I studied in Paris for three years and then blah blah, blah. and then there's this guy who's like, yeah, fix cars. Yeah. My son (laughs) likes my food, so I thought, ah, give it a shot. Yeah. And then they always win. Really. Well, not always, but a lot of
0: times they will. God, win. I gotta watch that. Because
1: they're just throwing shit in a pan that they know. They're like, bacon
0: and butter. Yeah. They're it's like, why does bacon need gonna, butter? Yeah. But
1: you know it's gonna be good. Yeah, because you know it's you're like be just good.
0: cooking it for yourself at yeah. home. And it's-, and it's just one meal they cook? They, no, there's, there's the three rounds. There's three rounds. Okay. So it's
1: the first round, and then someone goes home and they have to tell you if they're a cook or con. Okay. And then there's the second round, someone goes home, and then mm-hmm. you're left with two people.
0: Yeah. Wow. And, and then they duel. And Alton Brown judges? No, he's the host. Oh, he's the host. And then have okay. three
1: like celebrity chefs.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, trying to duel and see if they can figure out who's the cook and who's the con.
0: It's so weird. You would never think that like a topic that is so about taste would be make great TV. Yeah, <laughs> which you can't. Taste I know. And it's a lot
1: of times people will be like, "Yeah, well." One time I was making ice cream and then it wouldn't settle. So I did this, 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 and this. And it's actually, then underneath, they'll tell you what that dish actually is. Like sometimes they, like the cons are yeah. naming dishes and they don't know that that's an that actual it's an thing. an actual thing. And then that's like funny. underneath it, th- it'll tell you what it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I love that part. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Oh, I really want to see yeah. it now. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Well, last night we watched King's Men. Yeah. For the Two. Reppy's second time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Golden Circle. So good. Has Jake been sending you that video clip? He's night? been sending me the, the. there's like a gif of Elton of, John yeah. kicking that guy in the face. Yes. Elton He's John is a me treasure that. in that movie. He is a treasure. Yes. And I knew Jake would love the that part. Yeah. He, the Rocket Man part was. The Rocketman part's great.
1: He made me watch that video for a long time and I hate you for that. Yeah. but Elton John
0: detected. Friend. 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 <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And she's just like, kill Elton John. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Poppy. Fuck you, Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that yeah. part too. Uh, whenever Elton John just like freaks out at yeah. someone, I love it. I don't know why. After he gets the
1: antidote, he's just yelling.
0: Yeah. What like, have you done to me, me you fucking bitch? Get the fuck out, get out of my, out my, my room. room. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact that he's like, get out of my yeah. room.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Oh.
0: I I really listen. I'm not an action movie person at all. Me neither. Like I glaze over, but the Kingsman movies are actually really good one because it's like, first of all, it's shot. It has a lot of humor in it. It's shot in a way that keeps you really well. Yeah, it's
1: cut really well. It's like edited Mm -hmm. nicely.
0: Yeah. And, like, you know that all the fight scenes aren't just, like, okay, fight here. Kick him here. Do yeah. this. It's, like, we're going to zoom in on certain things that are important. Right. And make it, like, really. And they a- do,
1: like, extravagant things. Like, that one part, the guy <laughs> shoots. Instead of just shooting the guys there. Yes. He shoots these big, giant pair of scissors outside of, like, a fake salon. Yeah. And they, they drop down and. Killed kill both the guys. guys, but he could have easily he just, just two bullets. bullets. Oh, fu- it's so he funny! Just,
0: yeah, yeah, it's so extra. I mm-hmm. love it. So that was our viewing yeah. <laughs> last night. But today we're talking about <laughs> weird People transition by by s- yes, <gasps> that's that's the theme for yep. today. It's
1: going to be a short one. <laughs> we only have one story because
0: there's only one case. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about angels of death. So mm-hmm. basically, for those who don't know. An angel of death is a person that kind of kills while they are in a position of... Caretaking. Yeah, caretaking. Exactly. And a lot of them come from the angle of like, well, I'm putting people out of their misery mm-hmm. at first. Some don't, yeah. but that's usually a component to it. And I think, oddly enough, I think we both picked male angels of death. I don't know that's odd. I mean, because most of them are men. Really, I,
1: I feel like a lot are women. I feel like a lot of women who are serial killers are angel of death. But yeah. I feel like most angel of death are men because they're all... Because a lot of it's sexual.
0: Yes, true. There's a lot of... Um, so guys power? will, like, come in their pants. <laughs> yes.
1: Is what I'm saying. And in
0: that moment...
1: <laughs> only, like... I've only ever read, like, one angel of death story with a woman uh-huh. where she's orgasmed when, while doing
0: it. Jane Toppin. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about her at our... um. Our thing at PODX. yeah. And I think there's also this kind of stigma that nurses are usually women. So then when you find out that a nurse has been killing people, you're like, oh, it's a woman. Right. You know, but we both picked male angels of death. Mm-hmm. And mine is actually really close to home for us, <laughs> which is fun. I actually reached out, did not get a response in time. But so a family friend worked at one of these hospitals when... The guy I'm going to cover was killing patients. (laughs) So uh, we're going to talk about that a little later on. But I know you're going to recognize a lot of these hospital names Mm -hmm. because I did too. It's all in the area where we used to live. So I'm going to tell you about Charles Edmund Cullen. And he's not a vampire. Yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> we presume. <laughs> so he was born on February 22nd, 1960 in West Orange, New Jersey. Boo. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was the last of eight children of working class Irish Catholic parents. His father was almost 60 when he was born. So he is the product of some old jizz.
1: Also that father did not want that kid. No, like they another
0: one. They didn't want him. Fuck me. That was like a huge yeah. thing that he was a new. Should oopsie. only do anal if they don't want kids. Exactly. What is wrong with people? Common sense. His father actually died when he was 7 months old cuz he, he cuz he was old. old. Yeah. <laughs> um and his father was a bus driver. So he, can you imagine he's just like a beaten down 60-year-old bus driver and he's like, "Oh my god, I have a 7-month-old at home." <sighs> Crazy. How old was the oldest kid? A 100 <laughs> no i think like early 20s because mm-hmm. there were seven so they yeah. they, they so were they a little spaced out. Out, but yeah cullen was far removed in age from his siblings and recalled being bullied by his older sister's brothers as a child Not not brothers boyfriends Uh-oh. as a child well that's still fucked that's even yeah. worse. yeah <laughs> isn't that horrible like would you let your boyfriend bully your little brother no that's especially horrible. that he's little yeah, he's a
1: little kid.
0: That's But so I mean. wonder if it's like just teasing or, or if it's bullying. like bullying. on bullying. So, again. Would you say
1: this was the 60s or something?
0: Yeah. So, again, it's coming from Colin himself. So, we don't mm-hmm. know for sure. Because, like, they could he just did be say like. It was actually, like, bullying.
1: Were they, like, pulling down his pants and giving him purple pulls Or were they, like.
0: Because I, I consider that bullying. Yeah. Right? That's, like, physical bullying. Mm-hmm. Or was it them being, like, you're a little twerp. Yeah, I think like they were. Him I the think ear. they were more like picking on him. Yeah, but he was also bullied at school. He was tormented by his classmates, and he described his childhood as miserable.
1: Well, who can't
0: describe their <laughs> there's, childhood there's as miserable? There's always a
1: portion of childhood that's miserable. <laughs> yeah, mine was from a four years old till now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: At age nine, he attempted to kill himself by drinking a mixture of chemicals from a chemistry set. You want to take it real deep right now? When sure. I was, when I was seven years old, I
1: saw like a... I don't know what movie I was watching. Saw... No, that it saw. doesn't happen in Saw. But in one movie, the girl cut herself. hmm And like it made her seem like, ooh, now I'm so relieved and i broke apart cd cases and i yeah. tried to do it but they're made of plastic so you can't no, really so yeah, i was that's just like idea. i was just like sawing away at my uh-huh. wrists, like slightly like and they were you know they started to bleed yeah. a little bit but i was like this fucking sucks and it hurts yeah it's like that was the only attempt i ever tried yeah at cutting myself but also cd cases i was just like yeah just a CD but also case. the fact that
0: like my 7 year old self was like i have to do that <laughs> that you are in so much emotional yeah, I was pain. Like,
1: if I do that, I'll be happy
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what movie you were watching. I don't know,
1: because my brothers would At just seven. Watch, they yeah. They would just throw on whatever they want. Yeah. To watch. So it's probably like something like,
0: like something I watched, Moody in '90s. That's how I watched like Speak, like all those things. Yeah. Your Even brothers watch Speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems because, like a very deep you emotional know what my, movie for them.
1: Well, you know how fucked up my brothers are. Um, a hot girl gets raped in it. So why wouldn't they watch that? Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, yeah that's they're disgusting. They're yeah. disgusting animals. Yeah, Not all
1: of them. Chris wouldn't
0: watch it. Okay. He doesn't like that But shit. it's the other one. And Ben didn't. He was Ben young. was your, like almost your age. Yeah. You guys are very close but in age. But my older so. brother, Yeah, those ones, the, they're like, yeah. So the chemicals made Cullen sick, but he recovered because it's a kid's chemistry set. And you're not going to put anything yeah. that's going to eat through his skin or something in yeah, there. Yeah, they wouldn't, they'd probably Give make him sure. bleach, it's fine. Yeah. Like, no. But in, it is the 60s. In, true, there were much uh, looser safety yeah. regulations back then. In 1977, Cullen's mother was killed in a car accident. <gasps> he was devastated by her death and was extremely angry when the hospital refused to release her body to him and instead had her cremated without the teenager's input.
1: Well, they shouldn't have done
0: that. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's that's, his mother. Yeah, that's malpractice. Yeah. The next year, Cullen dropped out of high school just one year shy of graduating. Oh, you failure. <laughs> he enlisted in the U.S. Navy and served How? aboard. What, you don't need a he high was... school degree No, do that? You just have to be 18. 18 and not. I thought, I mean, I think now you do. Maybe. I'm pretty sure in, now this was you need an... a high school degree. This was or what, 78 Yeah, I guess so. They were just like, yeah. yeah. You're They're probably were like, just yeah. going to
1: die anyway in a war.
0: A lot of people were like, fuck the high school. I'm going to go into the Army, you know? Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Tell me all about it. <laughs> so he served aboard the submarine USS Woodrow Wilson, and he excelled in the Navy, passed all of his physical examinations, and rose to the rank of petty officer third class. So petty. I know. I hate that they call it that. I don't get it. um It's felt different, though, I think. I think it was. Yeah. It's because he would talk about his shipmates behind their backs. What a little diva Yeah. <laughs> he operated Poseidon missiles, which is, I love that they call them Poseidon missiles. Poseidon. Is and that a euphemism <laughs> for his penis? It would come to be. No. <laughs> And he spent long periods of time in the cramped underwater vessel, which sounds like a nightmare. Well, he signed up for it. He did, and he passed his physical tests. (laughs) One year into his service, his commanding officer walked in on Cullen sitting at the controls, dressed in a surgical mask, gloves, and scrubs. Cullen was disciplined for this strange behavior, and was bullied by his crewmates. Hey,
1: kid, you can't be
0: fucking weird like that. What are you doing? Yeah, they were like, just what like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like he's playing doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's playing like a child, doctor. basically. Yeah. And so like, just imagine you just walk in on someone like at work. Let's say you went into the back room and someone was just wearing a bunny suit. doing their job you'd just be like what the fuck but i wouldn't be
1: like you're like i wouldn't yell at them i'd be like why i don't
0: know what you could put that under for an official discipline it would be like a
1: bunny suit it's it'd be like if i walked in the back and someone was dressed as like a doctor or something yeah okay if you want to look like i mean dress for the job you want i guess that's (laughs) what they say scrubs every day
0: so he never explained why he was wearing this outfit In 1984, he was medically discharged from the Navy for unknown reasons. After leaving the Army, Cullen enrolled in nursing school at the Mountainside Hospital School of Nursing in Montclair, New Jersey. He was elected president of his class and graduated in 1987. His first job out of nursing school was at St. Barnabas Medical Center hey. in Livingston, New Jersey. Shout out
1: St. Barnabas! My friend's mom works there.
0: That's where my family friend worked as Aww. a doctor during this period of time, <sighs> and I don't know if he ever ran into Colin or has any stories about it because I haven't heard back from him. But he, he did, did work there at the same time. He's dead. No, from the nightmares. <laughs> from <guy>. the nightmares. <laughs> so he met a woman named Adrian Baum. And the two got married. Later that year, Cullen's first daughter, Shauna, was born. After the birth of their daughter, Adrian noticed that Cullen began acting strangely. Like one day, she left to go grocery shopping or something, and he was in charge of the baby, and when she came home, he was gone, and the baby was there. And she was like, the fuck? And then he walked in the door, and she was like, where are you? And he said, oh, I just decided to go for a walk. And it's like, but You're supposed to be watching. Take, take the baby. The baby. Babies like, walk walks.
1: Yeah, so it's one of the five things they like doing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, pooping, eating, walking, bouncing, bouncing. walking, shitting. Crying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you said pooping. I already. said
0: shitting. Yes, but he- oh, I did. You said pooping. Oh, okay. Eating, <laughs> sleeping, shitting. Same thing. And then no. I said bouncing. Yes. And then you said shitting. <laughs> um, so he's just a little off. Mm-hmm. Then he began abusing the family dogs. Often stuffing them in garbage cans. Okay, here's the thing. If
1: that ever happened, mm-hmm. if if I walked in and fucking Jake was abusing even your
0: dog. I mean yeah. I don't even
1: really like your dog that much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would leave him immediately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they had like two dogs and apparently there wasn't a lot of info on what he did exactly to mm-hmm. these dogs. We know Doesn't he, matter. We know he stuffed them in trash cans and stuff. And the be- the abuse became so horrible that PETA <sighs> briefly took the dogs away from the home. Just briefly, Peter. Get your shit together. Because his wife was like, no, there are dogs. We love them. Like, it won't happen again. Yeah. And they return them. one too many times. Yeah. And so then he starts abusing the neighbor's dogs. People don't just stop abusing other people or dogs. They really don't. Like,
1: you can't just be like, do you ever get hit by your boyfriend or girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And they're like, sorry, I won't do it again. Leave. Because they will. Because what's going to stop them? Yeah. They will. It's true. Not likely.
0: They will absolutely do it. Unless, unless they get
1: help. Unless they were
0: um, doing something and accidentally hit you, unless they'll they do were, it Unless they were like again. killing a fly on your shoulder <laughs> yeah. and missed and hit you in the face. But yeah. like, you know. Exactly. So then on June then 11th, you are overreacting, is what's the issue. <laughs> that may be the core problem. Yeah.
1: Unless, oh my God, what if you, they were the devil and every time they wanted to hit you, they'd be like, there's a fly on your shoulder. One second. Fun- and then they just hunt you in the face. You. <laughs> yeah. That's how it Sorry, begins. I missed. <laughs> on June 11th,
0: 1988, Cullen was tending to a 72 year old patient named John W. Yango Sr. Yango was a New Jersey municipal court judge known for administering harsh sentences to criminals. In 1976, Yango had been removed from the bench by the New Jersey Supreme Court, which deemed him totally unsuited to be a judge due to his bizarre behavior and courtroom manner. Jesus. I think He's we. He's naked underneath that rib? <laughs> yes, that's the issue here. He's also wearing scrubs. So. <laughs> and gloves. And... He unsuccessfully ran for mayor of Jersey City twice and went by the nickname Maximum John, which sounds it's like, like a large condom. penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 1988, he was admitted to St. Barnabas Hospital burn unit after suffering from a severe allergic reaction on his skin called Stevens-Johnson Syndrome, which I guess caused burns. Huh, weird. I wonder where that's from. Yeah, it's really weird. Cullen administered a fatal dose of medication to Yango, killing him. He also murdered an unknown AIDS patient while working at (sighs) St. Barnabas before he left in 1992. Yeah, (laughs) technically a hate crime. No, (laughs) we don't know if his motive was because he had AIDS. Well... They'd have to prove it was because he was gay. Yeah, that who too. knows if
1: even the AIDS person was gay?
0: We don't know. Could be needle could be sh- use. Could, could, be could be a lot be, of things. Could just be sex. That too. Straight people get sex. Yeah, AIDS. Like could sex. be. Could be straight. Straight AIDS. Too. <laughs> straight, straight AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as harsh. No, well, and that's, you know, you're a top student if you get straight. If you AIDS. Get straight AIDS. <laughs> so, oh, oh uh, we're going to hell. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, in 1993, Cullen began working at Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. There, he began murdering once more. On March 9th, 1993, he stealthily killed 90-year-old Lucy McGaver- <laughs> McGavro, Okay. a former garment maker and grandmother of eight, Aww. using an overdose of digoxin. I wonder what that drug does. Um, So it's kind of like kind of a... I wanna say paralyzer a little okay. bit, but it kind of just relaxes you so you can like Gotcha, so it probably just stops the heart. Well, yeah, and it's an overdose, so you just kinda of like like your organs just stop moving. Basically like your right, heart stops right, right. beating. Then on July twenty third, nineteen ninety three, Cullen took the life of Mary Natoli, who was eighty five, and he used digoxin again. Less than two months later, on September 1st, 1993, Cullen again used the drug to murder 91-year-old Helen Dean, who was recovering well from surgery to remove breast cancer. Oh. Dean had told her son that a, quote, sneaky male nurse had been in her room and injected her with something while she slept. Her family members and doctors dismissed her claim. That's, Bet you they regret that one. N- right? Right. They were like, she's 91. You can't trust anything she says. <laughs> you know how they lie. Also, I like that it's like
1: a sneaky male nurse is how she does it's like, I love well, that. Well, maybe a nurse was just taking care of you and wanted to come in sneakily because didn't want to wake you up in the middle yeah. of the night. No, he's like, the, she's like, that one has a penis. He's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did bring a bush in and he
0: would hide behind it yeah, periodically so and come closer that, and closer. Yeah, it was weird. Sorry. I do want to say that. Digoxin, it's for blood pressure support and antiarrhythmia. Oh, okay, so it probably Um, sends your heart into yeah. It treats heart failure and heart rhythm problems, basically. Oh,
1: it probably speeds your heart up too fast. And then
0: you, yeah. Well, because it treats it treats
1: arrhythmia, so that medicine makes your heart beat fast at a pace. So it Mm -hmm. probably too much would just do it too much. Yeah. Unless see. unless does arrhythmia mean both? What's
0: it called? Dioxin? Uh digoxin. D I G O X I N, I think. Yeah. And Once cute... if you have yeah, if you have digoxin toxicity, uh you can experience nausea, vomiting, uh dysrhythmias. So Oh yeah.
1: it's the chemical in foxglove.
0: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Because people use that to poison people all the time.
0: Yeah. So uh, it's also something that isn't usually tested for in autopsies. No, yeah. So that's why he was able to get away with using it for a really long time. Because unless you're specifically testing for it, you're not going to find a trace of it. So that same year that he murdered Helen Dean, the 91-year-old, who called him sneaky. Sneaky little brown Yep. <laughs> Cullen's wife filed for divorce. Good call. She took their two daughters and Colin moved into They a... had another one? Yeah, they had two daughters. Um but she, she wasn't brought up. Her birth. We don't care about her birth. But... <laughs> no. We don't She's know her name. <laughs> we just know Shauna. Shauna. Uh, oh, and that other one. That other one, That's yes. What they call her. So he moved into a basement apartment in Phillipsburg near mm-hmm. the hospital. And his wife also got a I think it was temporary restraining order against good, him. Good call, good call. Yeah. And the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog I'm taking the dogs. Yeah. Keep the kids, I'm taking the dogs. (laughs) She left me without one dog. (laughs) The divorce was contentious, and the former couple struggled to arrange shared custody of the children. Cullen claimed that he wanted to quit nursing, but his court-ordered child support payments prevented him from doing so. Cullen became fixated on... you could get a different job. Yeah, I mean, you could get a different job. I don't know how much it was, though. Cullen then became fixated on a female co-worker named mm. Michelle Tomlinson. Tomlinson was a nurse who agreed to go to dinner with Cullen one night, but soon decided not to see him outside of work again. Well, she was, yeah, the guy who just got
1: divorced and a restraining order is probably not. Yeah,
0: up. I don't think she knew about that, but she was just like, this guy's a little off. Yeah. You know, he began stalking her, naturally. As you do. As one does. For love. <laughs> and <laughs> you always end up together if you stalk. Yeah. And he broke into her home while she and her young son were sleeping. Oh, I know. Yeah. Tomlinson called the police and filed a report against Cullen, who was arrested and sentenced to a year of probation. <sighs> now we have two legal issues against this yeah. dude. So probation's fine. One day after he he definitely can't stalk on probation. Yeah, right. There's just no way. Might as well have him work in a store. (laughs) One day after the arrest, Cullen attempted suicide again and took a two month leave to seek treatment for depression. He was admitted to two psychiatric facilities, including Greystone Park Psychiatric (sighs) Hospital in Morris Plains. We know Greystone. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Greystone, they tore down the old one but mm-hmm. they built a new facility it's a famous psychiatric hospital in new jersey great and it's right it's near where things. we used to live <laughs> yeah uh there was a famous musician that stayed there for a while i forget who though elton john. no it wasn't elton john mm. it was he he would go to england it's much better there woody guthrie so Woody Guthrie spent time at uh, Greystone. Greystone. So Cullen then began working at Hunterdon Medical Center in Flemington, New Jersey. I okay. hate that town. Yeah, <laughs> the Flems. <laughs> Nothing to do there. No, although you were with us when we went to see that concert there. That was weirdly at the high school. Yes. Yeah. yeah they that won was like a, st- a. They won a. It was a. What contest. was it? They won a contest. Yeah, the
1: high school won a contest. So uh, uh the was. cab. It was the Performed cab
0: at Ryan Cabrera and fucking and hosted by Carter. Aaron Carter. Yeah, they that won was a really yeah. strange. It was. Really yeah, that was strange. a weird night. <laughs> but while working at Hunterdon, Cullen murdered five patients between January and September of 1996. The first was 71-year-old Leroy Sin on January 21st. What a cool last name. <laughs> I like his first name too, Leroy. Leroy. Followed by 76-year-old Earl Young on May 31st, 1996. And then 49-year-old Catherine Dext on June 9th. So
1: we were born at this point. You were in New Jersey at this
0: point. I had been born at Morristown Memorial. Cullen murdered 66-year-old Frank Mazzocco. There are so many great Italian names in here. On June 24th, 1996. And then one month later, he killed 81-year-old Jesse Eichlin. All five victims were killed with Cullen's signature digoxin overdose. In late 1996, Cullen transferred to Morristown Memorial. <gasps> You were born there. I, my mom was born, born there. there. Yeah, my mom used to work there. I missed him by two years. I've been there multiple times for multiple injuries. because yep. I'm clumsy. I had my surgery there. Yep. yep. So it's in Morristown, New Jersey. But he was fired after just a few months when supervisors noticed his poor performance. They were the only hospital yeah. that was like, "This guy sucks. And he's
1: taking all the digoxin." Yeah, they're like, "What's well, he keeping them? Get for?
0: rid of him." Yeah. <laughs> For six months, Cullen searched for a new job and stopped making child support payments to his ex-wife. What, he, whoa. He sought treatment for depression at Warren Hospital and was admitted to the psychiatric facility before voluntarily leaving treatment. I
1: didn't realize you could just fall leave. If you,
0: if you... Oh, uh, if you check yourself in, you can check yourself out. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. In February of 1998... Cullen began working at the Liberty Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. In this position... It Cullen... made me tired. i yawned to think of oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, that place is boring. Yeah. <sighs> That's what I think of Allentown. In this position, Cullen was in charge of a group of respirator-dependent patients. Uh... Coworkers noticed that he often administered drugs to patients at unscheduled times, and he was well, eventually caught.
1: Yeah, I mean... You think the first time you'd be like, hey, bud. <laughs> Maybe don't doing? do that. Especially because yeah. he's new. It could be an honest mistake. You think someone would be like,
0: hey, actually, there's that's not on yeah, the list. Yeah, you shouldn't sure. be giving that to that person. We can't just give drugs randomly. No. that We would make so much more money if we did yeah No. Yeah. So he was eventually caught entering a patient's room with syringes in hand. And sorry, he's just a nurse, right? He's yeah. not a nurse practitioner. No, I think he's just a, a nurse. So how's he getting these drugs? He's basically, well, he might be a nurse practitioner. I don't know what his exact title is, but he can sign out meds for patients. Okay, we know so he he's probably, because a, a nurse practitioner can, can, uh,
1: Order meds.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's A nurse an RN can. or, like, yeah. I don't know what his exact title is. Okay.
1: Also, though, this was, well, it was the 90s. Yeah, That's it not was that the late 90s. Ago, but maybe, yeah. maybe
0: back then, nurses could mm-hmm. sign out meds. Yeah. While at Liberty, Cullen killed one patient whose death was blamed on another nurse. Oh! <gasps> yeah. How horrible! And then that nurse is like, "I fucked up, I, I killed, killed someone." And no, he's just fucking murdering people left and right. After being fired from Liberty, Cullen went to work at Easton Hospital in Easton, Pennsylvania. Ugh. Have you ever been to Easton? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> just meh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. In we November, played them in baseball once.
0: Yeah. Not we. Win. I wasn't on the final yeah baseball team, but your, <laughs> but our
1: school in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's like uh, nothing. There's nothing
0: there. There's nothing. Well, it's like most of Pennsylvania.
1: It's just houses. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, even though I yawned at Allentown, there's actually stuff to do in Allentown. Yeah. It's like an actual city.
0: There is a song about Allentown, so, yeah. you know. So they must have everything. Right. Just like Wichita. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Wichita. <laughs> just why? How random. Um, must be nice. <laughs> must be nice there. For Jack White to scream yeah. about it. So I said he worked it there in November 1998. hmm on December 30th of 1998, he killed 78-year-old Odomar Schramm.
1: Okay. 78 still pretty young.
0: Yeah. All the other people, I feel like, were 90s, we're old. 80s. Well, because when you kill older people in that position, it's like, oh, they just People die. don't really They're check old. into
1: it that much, yeah, because yeah. anything could really happen. But, yeah, the younger exactly. you get, the more, the more it's suspicious. Yeah. 78,
0: you could be 78 and stalling the goat. Yeah, you could. You could be working. You could be yeah. doing
1: shit. Okay. I mean, not my grandparents, but you could be. <laughs> Some people's grandparents Some people. Mine are actually 90, so. Yeah, yours are real old. old. They're so old. They are. If they died, I wouldn't question anything. At all, right? My grandma would. She's feisty still. My grandpa, (laughs) at this point, if he dies, people are kind of. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, exactly. If my grandpa died, I'd be like, thank God. No. (laughs) But half of it would, at this point, be relief. It'd be like, well, at least he's not going to fall
0: alone in the bathroom and bleed to death. Yeah. See, so. They were just like, well, they were in the hospital anyway. Mm -hmm. They're old. So a coroner performed a blood test on SRAM, (gasps) which showed Mm -hmm. lethal levels of digoxin. He was like, that's not right. An internal investigation was launched, but no evidence pointed conclusively to Colin. Oh, but it did point to him. Yeah. So let's (laughs) just let him keep working. In the late 1990s, there was a national shortage of nurses. I thought you were going to say detox. Yes. (laughs) So
1: he just left. He just stopped
0: stopped doing everything. And so Cullen was able to continue finding jobs at hospitals. By March of 1999, Cullen had left Easton and began working at Lehigh Valley Hospital, Mm -hmm. where he killed his second youngest patient, (gasps) 22-year-old Matthew Mattern. That's really young. Yeah, on August 31st, 1999. Mattern had been admitted to the hospital after being severely burned in a car accident. Cullen attempted to murder another patient while at Lehigh Valley, but failed. Thank God. He voluntarily resigned from that hospital and took a job. So they did.
1: They know. Is that why you think sneaky, sneaky? They were they probably
0: did? like, eh, something's weird because about Because a lot this guy. of a
1: lot of angel of death get away for away with it for so long. Because if the hospital comes out, if they fire someone because they think they're responsible for the death, mm-hmm. they can be held Suit. with. They can yeah. be sued. A lot mm-hmm. of people can sue them. Yeah. Basically, anyone who's been under him, who's had anything wrong happen, now can sue them. Can even sue if them. he yeah. never tried it, to do anything, it opens you up to a lot of liability. So a lot of time people. Ask Ask for a resignation, or they just push them around to a different hospital. Yeah. Or, yeah, or resign them and then give them Mm -hmm. really good recommendations. Yeah. It's
0: it's the same deal with um, a lot of teachers. Yeah, because if something, if they admit something's Mm -hmm. wrong, they're open to tons of liability. Yeah, and so they just get switched around Mm
1: -hmm. from school to school. Same with priests. When priests molest Mm -hmm. people, they just usually get sent somewhere else where there's not as many kids
0: or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and unfortunately, that's how he was able to continue killing. Yeah. So, After he voluntarily resigned, he took a job in the cardiac care unit at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Over a span of three years, Cullen murdered at least five more patients and attempted to kill two more. Also, can I
1: just say something about voluntary resignation or like when people are asked to
0: resign? Why not just
1: quit? You're just fired, though. Yeah. You can't quit. Well, they just say resign is a nicer way than quitting. Yeah. Because quit, technically, I think you're supposed to have some, like, beef.
0: You're like, well, quitting, if you're just quitting like for fi- a reason, yeah. you're not like if, so, like, if you're resigning, usually it's like, oh, I'm taking another job yeah. or, you but, know, But um, if you're asked to resign, you're just fired. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but in reality, you're just fired. But on paper, but on you paper resigned. you're resigned. That's why it's like when you want to fire someone, but you like them. Yeah. And you're like, I'll let you resign instead of being fired. Yeah. yeah. Also, but if you get fired, you get that money. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, and sometimes they're like, "Hey, resign," so they don't have to pay you money. Yeah. So it's a it's a whole like weird thing. That if
1: your boss hates you and they're asking you to resign, it's because they
0: don't want to pay you. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. look into your contract. Yeah,
1: Cause because some people get like for every year there they get like fucking half of their salary. Yeah, or some well, people get a lot. And of money. it's
0: also you kind of have to look at it like if you're gonna go seek out another job then it a looks better looks if you better. resign. Yeah. But if you get fired, you get that money sometimes. Yeah. So it's... And it depends. Yeah. If it depends on the situation. Yeah. yeah. So on January 11th, 2000, Cullen attempted suicide for the fifth time in one of the strangest ways I've ever heard. So he lit a charcoal grill in his bathtub mm-hmm. and just sat in there inhaling carbon monoxide. Weird. Very weird, especially because I think he has a car. But Yeah, but does he have a garage? I don't know. Then. So his neighbor smelled the smoke coming from the house, mm-hmm. and they called the police. He was released from the hospital the next day. Then on June 22nd- They didn't hold him? He just no, tried to kill himself? Yeah, he fucking lit a barbecue on fire in his bathtub to kill himself, and you're just going to let him go. It's fine. On June 22nd, 2001, Cullen administered a fatal injection to Irene Krapf. Okay. I'm sorry for that last name. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So she was 79, followed by 72-year-old can't William. Can't believe he Park. tried to kill himself, and he just gets out, and then they still just has let a job. Him go. He, It's great.
1: Just... It's fine. It, it was anarchy. Yeah. I guess because of HIPAA laws, they can't be like they can't go to the hospital and, be and like, hey, tell, you know, yeah, he if he goes tried to, to a kill different himself. hospital,
0: yeah. yeah. So on November 8th, he killed 72-year-old William Park and then 80-year-old Samuel Spangler on January 9, 2002. Before leaving St. Luke's, Cullen killed 82-year-old Edward George on May 5, 2002, and finally 76-year-old Edward O'Toole, a World War II veteran, on June 2nd, 2002. Mm. Cullen's murder spree at St. Luke's could have continued, but a co-worker discovered vials of medication in a disposal bin and... These bottles weren't, they weren't medications that were valuable enough to be stolen. Right. And they weren't used for recreational purposes. Yeah, you can't get high off of dioxin. No. So, or whatever. These signs of theft struck the worker as odd, and an investigation found that Cullen had taken the medication. And, right, because
1: in a hospital, you're marked yeah. signing all of that shit out. Yeah. So, um, it literally just took a small investigation to be like... Okay,
0: who, who signed, signed out all this drug? dioxin? Yeah. And oh it, well, who he was did it for? Oh, that patient times. doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, or that patient shouldn't be getting it. Yeah. You know. He was told that he could resign and be given a neutral recommendation or be fired. A neutral recommendation. Neutral. He was just He was okay. Yeah. He
1: did his job just fine. Yeah. He definitely exactly. didn't kill anybody, anyone.
0: But didn't save football. Yeah. Just <laughs> fine. He just swept the floors a lot. <laughs> so he resigned in June of two thousand two. According to records, seven of his coworkers had alerted the Lehigh County District Attorney Good. that Cullen may have stolen drugs the fucking to police? kill patients. Well, they yeah, they just called the district attorney. You even,
1: who even thinks I to call the <laughs> attorney?
0: Wouldn't you just call the police? Me either. Maybe it's like a medical community thing where oh, that's maybe. where you report to. I'm not sure. However, the case was dropped due to lack of evidence. Cullen then went back to New Jersey to work at Somerset Medical Center in Somerville, New Jersey. His depression worsened despite a new romantic relationship. <laughs> Cullen, <laughs> yeah. You. This poor
1: girl who's dating him. I
0: know, who would date this guy? Oh well, my they gosh. don't know all this I, stuff. Yeah, that's it. You, know, you issue. meet a
1: person and they're like, yeah, I'm a nurse. And you're like, and you're oh, like oh, cool. Oh, that's nice. Stable. And, like, I've got two kids who I really love. And you're like,
0: okay, good. He's a father and a nurse. That sounds like a good guy. So Cullen went on to kill the majority of his victims at Somerset, starting with... He's already killed so many. I know. He's already (laughs) killed so many. Starting with 60-year-old Eleanor Stoker, on February 12, 2003, on February twenty-third, two 2003, Cullen murdered two patients in one day. Joyce E. Mangini, 74 years old, and Giacomo J. Toto, 89 years old. Now, were these people all, like, dying, or were some of them just in for, like... they? None of them were dying. Gotcha. All of them were, like, recovering, gotcha. basically. His killings became more frequent during this time. In the span of nine months, Cullen murdered 10 more patients. Jeez. 83-year-old John J. Shenager? Shenager? I was gonna say Jingleheimer. Nope. Eighty <laughs> year old dorothea K. Hoagland, sixty-six year old Melvin T. Simco, his youngest victim, twenty-one year old Michael T. Strenko, sixty-eight-year-old Florian J. Gall, eighty year old Pasquale N. Pascual? Napolita Napolitano. <laughs> um 38-year-old Christopher B. Hardgrove, 70-year-old Krishnakant Upahaya, okay. um, 83-year-old James R. Strickland, and 73-year-old Edward P. Zizek. Cullen used digoxin, insulin, and epinephrine you to murder his later victims. I
1: know someone whose last name is Zizek. If we went to high school together, I you wonder might, if they're related.
0: Well, you might have, that might have been like his grandfather or something. Yeah, it's a girl, but yeah or her grandfather, yes, it, sorry. Cuz he was 73 years old and this was in early 2000s. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. So, soon after an attempted murder on June 18th, 2003, Somerset staff noticed Cullen's strange computer history. He was caught accessing records of patients that he wasn't assigned to. Coworkers also noticed that he was often in patients' rooms when he wasn't supposed to be. He was also caught requesting strange drugs that were not prescribed to his assigned patients. The computerized medicine cabinets showed that Cullen had made repetitive orders that had been immediately canceled or made within minutes of one another. In July of 2003, the New Jersey Poison Information Education System warned Somerset officials that at least four suspicious overdoses had been noted. This led to, you know what it, the acronym is? What? NJPIS? Pies, <laughs> NJ Pies <laughs> to suspect that an employee was killing patients. The hospital did not contact authorities by October of 2003, which bought Colin enough time to kill five more patients. Oh, my God. That was uh, before October. His final victim was who I mentioned before, Edward P. Zizek, Mm -hmm. who, quote-unquote, died of low blood sugar. I thought you were going to say broken heart. (laughs) Yes, that too. So that's when Somerset contacted the New Jersey State Police after Zizek's death. Okay. An investigation revealed Cullen's troubling past and the slew of hospitals he had worked at. On October 31st, 2003, Mm -hmm. Halloween, Cullen was fired from Somerset for lying on his job application. So they Mm -hmm. were just looking for a reason. Yeah. Police then began to surveil Cullen for weeks. They enlisted Cullen's co-worker, Nurse Amy Lauren, to pay Cullen a visit after her shift one night. Lauren... Wore a wire and gathered information that was later used to arrest him on December twelfth, two thousand three. Like what? What's your favorite drug? Yeah,
1: and do you ever use it to just like take out a few patients? Also, like I do sometimes.
0: <laughs> also, I guess he must have been friends with her before because they're yeah, not they're just going go like to like randomly, yeah. nurse and be like. They hey, probably like worked on, on the same floor and stuff, yeah. so it wasn't weird to be like, "Hey, I heard you like left. Yeah, let's catch just up. To see or how or you something. Were, yeah, yeah." Cullen was charged with one count of attempted murder at first. But after two days in custody, he admitted to killing Florian Gall and to the attempted murder of Jing Kyung Han at Somerset. Detectives were able to convince Cullen to confess to all of his crimes, including the murders of 40 patients over 16 years. Cullen was tried for 13 homicides and two counts of attempted murder. He accepted a plea agreement in exchange for the exclusion of the death penalty in his sentencing. And in November of 2004, Cullen pled guilty to six murders and three attempted murders in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So we have two states Mm -hmm. going on. Cullen acted out during this hearing and was restrained and gagged after telling the judge, quote, Your Honor, you need to step down. On March 2nd, 2006, Cullen was sentenced to 18 consecutive life sentences in New Jersey. He was sent to New Jersey State Prison in Trenton, where he resides to this day. Oof, Trenton. Yeah. That's punishment enough. (laughs) On March 10th, 2006, Cullen went before Judge William H. Platt for a sentencing hearing. Again, he kept yelling at the judge that he needed to step down, and he was eventually restrained and gagged, as he had been in Pennsylvania. While still being tried for his murders in 2005, Cullen petitioned the court to allow him to donate a kidney to an acquaintance in New York. In order to do so, Cullen was required to appear at his own sentencing and had to undergo the operation in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Cullen had previously stated that he wanted to exercise his right to skip his sentencing so he didn't have to face the relatives of his victims in court. (sighs) In August of 2005, Cullen donated his kidney after appearing at his sentencing in January of that year. Relatives of the murdered showed up in droves and hurled insults at Cullen. One yelled, my only consolation is that you will die a thousand deaths in the arms of Satan. I hope with all my heart that you are someone's bitch in prison.
1: Well, too bad there's no Satan. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But there. But he's definitely he's someone's definitely bitch. someone's bitch. In total, Charles Cullen was sentenced to eighteen life terms, eleven in New Jersey and six in Pennsylvania. It's estimated that he murdered between twenty nine and forty five patients in his nineteen years of nursing. Cullen is fifty nine years old and would be eligible for parole in the year twenty four oh three. He <laughs> so ain't making it. He's not gonna make it. <laughs> so that's the story. And man, a Charles that was a long Cullen. one. Yeah, very well, detailed. Because there's. Many, many victims. Right. There's I so mean, many.
1: There's probably so much information. So many stories. Yeah. been written about it and stuff.
0: I hope that you're someone's bitch in prison. <laughs> God. Can you imagine so screaming that at someone in a courtroom? Yeah.
1: I hope they didn't scream it. I hope they said it calmly. I hope you're someone's bitch in prison. Yeah. And then a little eyebrow. Flick, flick. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. walk away. Okay. So I'm doing Darnold Harvey. And Ooh. Darnold... Donald
0: <laughs> Donald
1: <Is an> R <laughs> uh, Donald Harvey was born in 1952 in Butler County, Ohio. Shortly after his birth, Harvey's parents relocated to Booneville, Kentucky, a small community nestled away um in the Appalachian Mountains, or Booneville Appalachian. Sounds like a place of misery. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um his family was poor and lived in the mountains. Instead of wanting to play on the playground at school, Donald Harvey was said to spend his time most of his time with adults, which is just super creepy. <laughs> so wait, either it's creepy or it's sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's both a little bit. It is. He was remembered well-liked by his teachers, but isolated by students. Aww. On August fourteenth, nineteen 1987, an interview with the Cincinnati Post, Harvey's mother, Goldie, her name is Goldie, <laughs> Recalled Wait, what's his last name? Harvey. Goldie Harvey. Goldie Harvey, no. She recalled that her son was brought up in a loving family environment. My son has always been a good boy. She doesn't sound
0: like that. But Hopefully not. My son has always been a good boy. She, she probably said. sounds a little bit more Appalachian.
1: My son has always <laughs> been, been a, a good, good boy. boy. <laughs> um, Martha D. Turner was the principal of the elementary school Harvey attended and um, his
0: best friend.
1: Yep. <laughs> she she said that Donnie was a very special child to
0: me. Did he come over and drink wine yeah. and watch sex in the city she, with her at night? She, she went
1: on to say he was always clean and well dressed.
0: What the fuck okay. does that matter? What the, Not like these <laughs> snot-nosed brats. <laughs> she
1: said he was a happy child, very sociable and well liked by other children. We know that's not true. Yeah. And that he was a handsome boy. Gross. Yeah. She said that there was never any indication of any abnormality. Former classmates of Harvey described him as a loner and a teacher's pet. He rarely participated in extracurricular activities, instead, choosing to read books and dream about the future. <laughs> Multiple people said that yeah? he did that dream about the future. That's weird. It's a weird thing. How do for you a know kid. what he's dreaming about? Yeah. I mean, maybe he wrote it down. <laughs> so he graduates from <laughs> elementary <laughs> you just school. Ask him,
0: what are do you, do what you Har- doing, Harvey? Dreaming, dreaming about, about the, the future. future?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to high school and he earns mostly A's and B's, so he's not dumb. He's mm-hmm. you know having no real goals. Harvey wasn't sure what he wanted to do, but he's after been dreaming about it. Yeah,
0: God he
1: So he drops out after he becomes bored with the daily routine. So he's now he doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. So they, for unknown reasons, he eventually decides to relocate to Cincinnati, Ohio where he secured a job at a factory. In 1970, work began to slow at the plant, and Harvey was eventually laid off. His mother called him a few days later and asked him to travel to Kentucky and visit his ailing grandfather, who was placed in hospice there. Harvey agreed and went back to Kentucky to watch over his grandfather. Although no one knew it at the time, the trip would later prove to be the beginning of a long journey into madness. Oh, no direct quote <laughs> after becoming a regular visitor at the hospital um, he was asked to become an orderly there which he gladly did you can just be an orderly yeah an orderly yeah. just doesn't do they just fucking well, cart around things they're like a
0: yeah don't they have to like sometimes restrain patients and stuff like that yeah I I you like just you need some training to I mean touch I'm sure people. you get trained but yeah. you don't need like a degree to okay. be an
1: you could be an orderly um, as long as you're fine like restraining people and yeah stuff. Oh. So, he became obsessed with the feeling of power over the helpless. He loved controlling people um, and their routines. And he loved the feeling that he was helping keep them alive. Oh. So, his grandfather dies. Mm hmm But he's like, I'm going to keep being an orderly Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. Harvey kills for the first time on May 30th, 1970, only two weeks after his new employment. He smothered a stroke victim with a pillow. He would go on to kill 13 more patients. He would smother some, hook some up to empty oxygen tanks, and the most horrific way... Ready? Want to know one of his favorite ways to Uh. kill people? He would impale a patient with a wire hanger instead of a catheter.
0: Uh, uh, Yeah. 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 Wait, what?
1: So he would stick a wire hanger up their... their urethras. Why? Because he's the devil.
0: And that would... Kill them, kill them like it would puncture, bleeding? yeah. <gasps> that sounds horrific. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But because most of Harvey's victims were old or in
1: such poor health, no one suspected them. Mm-hmm. Him. Later, Harvey would say, most of the doctors were so overworked, so busy, that patients could die and the family doctor wouldn't even come in and pronounce the person dead. They'd just have a resident do them. They'd just pronounce them dead and send them straight to a funeral home. Oh, Wow. The standard procedure left hundreds of patients in the hands of uh, Harvey. He also would use things like cyanide, arsenic, rat poison, and petroleum dissolates to murder he would make the or he would put the chemicals into foods, fruit juices, and pies and feed them. He also instead he would either like I said hook them up to oxygen or he would just let the oxygen because orderlies, I out. guess are mm-hmm. in charge of switching, switching out oxygen tastes and he would just let them run out of air. Mm-hmm. During the whole time, Harvey struggled with depression and thoughts of suicide. <laughs> one like, one like article I like described Harvey as um, a depressed gay man. <laughs> I was like, I love that they just have to put it in yeah, that. Yeah, why gay. do they have to put his sexuality <laughs> yeah. in there? So he struggled with thoughts of suicide. He met and started to date an undertaker by the name of Vernon Midden, Aww. who introduced him to the occult and also how the human body operates in detail. When their relationship went south, he imagined embalming the undertaker alive. Oh, wow. Sexy. He continued to kill the elderly and infirm with the new knowledge he knew about the body. Some he would describe as mercy killings, as the victims were unwell and sick. Mm -hmm. Then Harvey tried to kill himself. In 1971, he set the bathroom of an empty apartment in his building on fire in an unsuccessful suicide attempt, which
0: is, like, one of the worst ways.
1: Yeah. Subsequently, he was arrested and had to pay a $50 fine because suicide's illegal. <laughs>
0: ah! No, really? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: um, he would later try to kill himself, uh, like, later that year by drinking NyQuil, and he was arrested again. And then he was also... Arrested because they thought he stole some things that were in his Uh apartment building. Like when they went to break down the door to help him. They found things in his apartment. Mm -hmm. He was drunk when he was apprehended. And he bragged to the police about killing 15 people in the Marymount Hospital. But nobody believed him. (gasps) What a load of barnacles. (laughs) 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 So then he did the next logical thing. He joined the Air Force. Oh no. But promptly he was asked to leave. Because of all the suicide attempts. And then he tried to kill himself for a third time. The whole time, no one made him get any help. This whole time, they weren't yeah. like, You can get out,
0: gonna." Well, listen, we know that he can feel happiness because he's on nature's Zoloft penises and penises murder. murder. <laughs> so, throughout
1: this, Harvey became entangled in the occult. Mm. He even joined a local group. This so, is our occult book club. Yeah. For <laughs> anyone who doesn't know, occult literally means knowledge of the hidden mm-hmm. and is supposedly like it's about the paranormal stuff and whatever. And it's a like directly conflicts with the knowledge of the measurable, mm-hmm. which we now refer to as science.
0: Yeah. So he was probably real into Alistair Crawley.
1: So over the years, he had several relationships with like different dudes. Mm hmm. Which
0: is like, that's fine. Good for well, you, Well, yeah, because they were probably just like, ooh, he's kind of moody yeah. and into this dark he's stuff. he's like goth orderly.
1: Yeah. But when he felt that one of his partners may leave him, he poisoned them. <gasps> or one time he poisoned his friend, his neighbor, and the, the boyfriend's friend, the boyfriend's neighbor, oh. and the boyfriend's father to death. <gasps> he killed them. So outside of his work. Yes. Now. He even poisoned his partner so that he was too sick to leave the apartment and he could nurse him back to
0: health.
1: Harvey went so far to kill one of his ex boyfriends, all while continuing to poison, smother, and maim his patients at various hospitals across Kentucky and Ohio. Oh
0: my gosh. So this went outside of his job, yeah. job too. Yep. Yeah. Wow. This
1: went on for decades until one fateful autopsy finally brought him to justice. Mm. John Powell was hospitalized from a motorcycle accident in early March of 1987. um, The doctors had fixed him the best they could, but unfortunately, he later died in his hospital bed. When the doctors performed a routine autopsy on Powell's stomach, the doctor caught a whiff of something strange. Can you guess?
0: Shit. cyanide, Uh, Which is crazy
1: because not everyone can smell cyanide. Only like 20% of the population, Mm -hmm. I think. And if he wasn't able to smell that, they might have never figured it out. Yeah. So it became clear that Powell didn't die from a motorcycle accident. Um, Harvey was the attending nurse, like orderly person. They call him a nurse, yeah. but not. So, um, they,
0: so they think he died from injuries sustained during the accident well, they think, later on. So yeah. They think. So
1: what they think originally, they're like, oh, he died. They think he died of complications from the horrific car accident okay. when they open him up. So they didn't do any drug tests on the Mm -hmm. autopsy because they just wanted to open him up to make sure that's like to put specifically what he died from. They smell the cyanide. So now they're like, oh, this is suspicious. So Harvey was attending the attending nurse and the investigation quickly fell on him. It fell on him because he vehemently refused a lie detector. Mm. Um, So he was brought in for questioning and he eventually said that he did it because he felt sorry for Powell and Powell's family. However, he did not talk about the other murders he had committed, but evidence soon mounted against Harvey because he was also the nurse on duty for dozens of other deaths in two different hospitals, one in Kentucky and one in Ohio. Authorities had enough evidence to convict Harvey for killing 37 people. (gasps) Over a four year span, he terminated the lives of 21 patients at Drake Hospital in Cincinnati. Between 1970 and 1971, Harvey killed 13 patients at Marymount Hospital in London, Kentucky. Harvey said for the most part, his killings were out of mercy. He said, I felt what I was doing was right. I was putting people out of their misery. I hope if I'm ever sick and full of tubes or respirators, someone will come and end it. He said the killings gave him a sense of satisfaction, almost happiness, Mm. and that the murders gave Harvey, Harvey some sense of power and control in a life that he had much difficulty navigating. In court, Harvey actually laughed when the prosecutor showed him the names of the victims on the board to the jury.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Three of the mur- those murders accounted for the deaths and acquaintances outside of the hospital. Mm. So not people. Yeah. yeah. The media dubbed Donald Harvey the angel of death. Harvey himself later estimated that he killed more like 70 people, Ooh. but they weren't able to prove it. Mm-hmm. On August 18, 1987, 35-year-old nurse's aide, Donald Harvey, pled guilty to twenty-four counts of murder, four counts of attempted murder, and one count of felonious assault. Mm. assault. Felonious.
0: Oh, felonious mm-hmm. assault.
1: Four days later, he pled guilty to twenty-five more murders and was subsequently sentenced to four consecutive twenty years to life sentences. Just four though. Just four, that's fine. He was also fined two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. <laughs> Which house he you going to pay that? Yeah. <laughs> On September 7th, 1987 in Kentucky, Harvey confessed to committing 12 additional murders. In that November, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to eight life terms, plus 20 years. Mm. He also pled guilty a few months later for the three other deaths outside of the hospital, for which he received three more life sentences, plus another 25 years. In total, Harvey was convicted of 37 murders, But police estimate it's more like 87. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, So he's done a ton of, of interviews from prison. One asked him about his first murder murder. And he said during an evening shift, he walked into a private room to check on a stroke victim. The patient had rubbed feces in his face and Harvey became enraged and lost all control. The next thing I knew, he said, I'd smothered him. It was the last straw. I just lost it. I wanted to help the man, and he went to rub that in my face. Following the murder, Harvey cleaned up the patient, hopped into the shower before notifying the nurses. No one ever questioned it, he said. Mm -hmm. On July 23rd, 2001, the Associated Press printed an article listing the worst serial killers in the United States. Donald Harvey was rated number one, Mm -hmm. followed by John Wayne Gacy, Patrick Kearney, Bruce Davis, and Dean Corll. Mm -hmm. On March 30th, 2007, Harvey died at the age of 64 in prison. Like his victims, he didn't get to die of natural causes. Prisoners beat him to death in the cell. Oh. Yep. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for because apparently he was an annoying fuck in prison, Yeah, too. I'm sure he was. Yeah.
0: Because the thing about, I think, both of ours was... There's this element of self-hatred. Right. They because, were depressed all yeah, the time. yeah, they wanted to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And then killing other people made them feel that they had power. right? And they could convince
1: themselves that, like, ooh, I'm helping mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Well, and, and w- I have power. I could keep them alive or not. But I'm doing the, j- like, especially in his case, at least, he was like, I'm doing the just thing mm-hmm. by killing them. Which like, is, look how great I am. Which
0: is so strange for him to mm-hmm. play up because... Then it's like, yeah, but you killed people who weren't even sick, right? Like that, your whole argument. Yeah, you killed people you just didn't like. Yeah, like you
1: killed fucking
0: your ex boyfriend and Mm -hmm. that neighbor and.
1: Yeah, it's this
0: complicated mix of not feeling like they're worthy, feeling powerless, and then Mm -hmm. counteracting those feelings with murdering people. That are under their care. He did also give an interview where he explicitly was like, no, it didn't give me
1: any sexual pleasure. But the way he said it was like, "Mm, he definitely came in his pants every time. Or at least made him like hard. Yeah. Because he had all the power. Yeah.
0: Or just got that adrenaline running in a way where. Yeah. yeah. That would make a lot more sense. (laughs) You can't trust anything these people say um wow so yeah. those were two meaty stories with yeah i can't believe you put of fucking merch. wire hangers in that was
1: the part that i was like yeah ah. that is
0: <sighs> heinous
1: like who would even think
0: right to do that? why would you yeah. even want
1: to do that like i don't understand smother
0: them if you're gonna smother mm-hmm. them but why? and it's like oh i'm killing them for their own good let me shove this up yeah the like no painful. that doesn't yeah that, and he's also very hands-on. Yes, he is. With the smothering. so Yeah, he's not injecting and then walking Mm-mm. away. Except for sometimes he did poison. Yeah, but he put it in their food. It's, yeah, he did. So, like, it was so, kind of slow over time. Yeah, it definitely seems like he was almost blatantly sadistic. Yeah. Um, yes. So, it's just strange... For him to be like, no, I'm helping people, it's fine. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're you're not Actions do you're not, not helping say people. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you're not killing them in a way that's like not painful. Like mm-hmm. cyanide
0: is a painful it death. Is. It sucks. Yeah. So wow, I had never heard of I had never heard the whole story of mm-hmm. his crimes yeah. before. Crazy. I love how they just keep lopping those life sentences. Yeah. on.
1: <laughs> but the first time he was sentenced to twenty or to fucking yeah. eight, twenty life sentences yeah. like they weren't life sentences. They were just 20 years to life mm-hmm. at first. And then they were yeah. like,
0: okay, no, well, we got. now it. you're yeah. crazy, so. yeah, let's
1: <laughs> But I guess eight, 20 years to life. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're serving 20, you know, that's 160 years. Yeah. So it is a life sentence, but still. It's, yeah. Can I get mean, parole. you know it's going to last that, but. Well, no, you don't, because it didn't say without parole, which means you only have True. to serve 20% of that. So what's 20% of 20? Mm-hmm. Four. Four. Yeah. So he only has to serve four years times mm-hmm. 8 yeah. at 16
0: years. Mm-hmm. So he could have gotten True. out in 20 years. Yeah. But no, they just kept. Yeah. They but made sure they he like, would never life, ever life, get life, out. Life, yeah. Life, life, Yeah. So I guess I totally forgot. I guess next week we'll talk about our little Nipsey hustle connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once I find out a little bit more information. She's crying.
1: Your doggy's crying for you. Is. She hears your voice.
0: She doesn't but she can't understand me. what we're talking yeah.
1: about. <laughs> like, Why does sometimes they go in there and talk into those long things? Yeah. I don't she's understand like, what Why that can't does.
0: I be in there? Yeah, so. I'm with them
1: all the time when they talk yeah. to each other. She's but like, when they talk to it. the big sticks, I can't <laughs> the be sti- with them. <laughs> I would like the big sticks. I want to be
0: with the big sticks. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's it for this one. Yep. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Austin Costelli. I'm Austin Costelli on the social medias. I'm Reppy Hattersley. I'm Reparada Anne on everything. And we are Helen High Horror. We're mm-hmm. Helen High Horror on most things, except for Twitter. On Twitter, we're Hell High Horror. Boop, boop. Our Patreon is at patreon.com/slash/HelenHighHorror.
1: Give us money. Yes, please. We whistle so
0: poor. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about money this week, and we were like, if we got a dollar for every download we would have we would no problem so much money.
1: yes not even that much money we would just have enough to never well for, for, for to right not now, worry about ourselves i would yeah. i would have i would have my down payment my down payment for my new apartment $500 guys i'm halfway there if you want to give
0: just for like one month <laughs> a lot of should, money maybe we then should then you set up just... a paypal because yeah. some shows do like if you want to do a one time donation there's this paypal yeah um, if you want to
1: PayPal me, just hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm halfway there. I'm halfway to my goal. Yes. We're poor. so I'm so, I'm so poor. It's not even that nice of an <laughs> apartment. I'm poor. It's, yes. A small one bedroom. It mm-hmm. doesn't come with a fridge or a stove.
0: No, it doesn't. I have to supply is, my own. Supply, it's bring your own. It's B-Y-O-B. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bring your own bullshit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, our Patreon's up. If you donate $1 a month, you get our two wildcard episodes. Mm. If you donate uh, $5 a month... You get ad-free episodes. Sometimes they come out a little early. I don't promise anything. Yeah. Um, Let's not go crazy. No. <laughs> you also get, oh, I forget what you also our get. Our love. Yes, our love and admiration We only forever. love Patreon support Yes. <laughs> and if you give $10 a month, you get some free stickers and stuff in the yeah. mail. And then- If uh, you give
1: $100 a month, I will send you- anything you want from my closet <laughs> drugs.
0: drugs nudes
1: could be anything i'll send you a picture of either my butt or my elbow folded up and you have to guess it'll be a fun game i promise one person will get my butt
0: yes and uh, we'll give you um our dna yeah <laughs> no. we'll give you one Blood. day with austin's dog but yes. you have to be nice to it and you have you to, have to, to be the nice end. to her she will not be nice yeah. to you, but you have to be nice we'll to you, her. Uh, you
1: can have our boyfriends for a day. Yep. You can have them. You don't, don't even take have to be nice them. to them. No. You,
0: can just have to, you can just take them. Yep. You can just yell yeah, at them. It's yeah. fine.
1: Um, you need some venting? Yeah. Some heavy lifting? Yep. Let's do that. My boyfriend's, the whole family has trucks. You need to move. You can have him for a day. <laughs> yes. A whole day. Only if
0: you live in the area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be. You know, yes. Yeah, so you have to be in the area. area. But, um, okay. So that's it for this week. Happy hauntings, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.